What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the 23rd episode of the Crazy One Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Stephen Gates, and this is the show we talk about creativity, leadership, branding, design, and a whole host of other stuff that matter to creative people. So for those of you who are my loyal subscribers, you're getting this show on the week of Thanksgiving here in America. For those of you who are not my loyal subscribers and are maybe finding this in, we'll say, May or June, all I can say is, where the heck you been? You've been missing out on all the fun. But in either case, I may be crazy, but even crazy needs a vacation. And so for the week of Thanksgiving every year, my wife and I travel to Spain. And we do it with a curated group of different friends. And we go to go see some of the most creative, some of the most fun, some of the most inspiring people that I know. To recharge our batteries, to get some new ideas, and to spend some time with the people who start out as friends but ever so quickly become family. And I think that truly is the spirit of the holiday. That's what it is that we all should be doing is recharging our batteries and spending some time with the people that we love. But it also means that I wasn't really in the mood to drag this microphone and all this recording equipment all the way to Europe. So for this week's show, we're going to do something a little bit different. And we're going to share something else that happened in Europe. It happened a little bit earlier this year at the 15 Seconds Festival that took place in Graz, Austria. For those of you who've never heard of the 15 Seconds Festival or you've never heard of Graz, Austria, I would highly encourage you to check out both of them. Graz, Austria happens to be the hometown of Arnold Schwarzenegger, a very scenic, fantastic little town about two hours south of Vienna. And the 15 Seconds Festival is probably one of the best-kept secrets of all the creative conferences that are out there. It takes place in June for two days in this little town, and it really becomes the epicenter of creativity in Europe. You get speakers from fantastic places like IDEO and Hyperloop and Mercedes, big sponsors from Google and Ikea and others. They come together to have part TED Talk, part Maker Faire, part just creative jam session. It's a fantastic place. I had the chance to speak there last year and I will go back every single chance that I get. But this year I also had the chance to meet somebody who was pretty spectacular. And his name is Scott Morrison. And if you don't know who Scott is, you really need to go onto Twitter and you need to follow me and you need to check him out. Scott was the account director at Wyden Kennedy who worked on Nike. He was the head of marketing at Levi Strauss, at Activision, as well as at Diesel. And across all of those roles, has done some pretty spectacular work and is somebody who I can easily say brings just as much power and authority and energy to the stage as I do. If you ever get a chance, go onto YouTube, look him up. He goes under the title of bringer of the boom, which initially made me kind of snicker and roll my eyes. But I'll tell you what, after you see him talk, it's a really good description. But what this was, was Scott and I sat down at the 15 seconds festival to do just that, to have a fireside chat and to have a conversation to talk about creativity and leadership and the things that matter to us. And it was a conversation I absolutely loved. It's a conversation that's like so many of the ones that I have with him. It's why I even find myself being drawn back to look for his advice and his insights. But I wanted to share it. It's only about a 15-minute conversation. I didn't want to make it too long. But like I said, I didn't want to leave those of you who are driving over the river and through the woods to Grandma's house with nothing to listen to while you do it. Because we all know that friends and family are fantastic, but in a lot of cases they're like Vegas after three days, somebody's got to leave. So I wanted to share this conversation. I hope you enjoy it. And we'll be back next week with some whole new content. For now, me and Scott Morrison from the 15 Seconds Festival in Graz, Austria. So my name's Steve Gates. I am the head of global design for Citibank. And I'm Scott Morrison, and I have two businesses. One's called The Boom, one's called Think Sprint. But the heart of everything I love doing and the thing I'm most passionate about is how do you get creative creative teams together to create brilliant stuff and how do you inspire people 
whether they're internal or whether they're external, right. to really problem solve in really different and interesting ways. Yeah, and I think, um, you know, it's interesting. I grew up with a dad that was a creative director. Oh, right. I learned typography on like a 700 pound cast iron letterpress. So I think, well, right. Wow. So I think some people <laughs> would say like they're born to be designers. I actually was. Um, I've been a paid designer since I was 12. So it's been interesting for me. I've spent about equal parts of my time in the ad agency side as well as the uh, client side. Um, never thought that I'd end up be the guy who ended up working at a bank. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, it's like if you ever, if you ever want a place that you think you can change the world and a place that desperately needs creativity, go, go work at a bank. Go work at a bank, yeah. <laughs> well, we, our kind of careers mirror a little bit in that respect because, not that I work at a bank now, um, <laughs> but I spent equally my, what the, my first part of my career was in ad agencies. And the beauty of ad agencies for me, especially at the time, it was kind of early 90s, was the, the level of creativity was just, it, it was a time when everyone was pretty fearless because right. I think now, I mean, you can be more creative now than ever before, but it's because there's always a new channel. Back in that day, it was like, there weren't the channels, so you had to think even more about, actually, we don't want to do a TV ad. What does it look like? What can we do? What's more interesting right. and more creative? So you had to problem solve in a completely different way. There was like this beautiful constraints of three media right. to choose from. Um, and then I flipped. I, I, I stayed in advertising for a while. And I thought, actually, this is all great, the strategy and the creativity, but what does it look like to be on the client side of the business? Right. So I went over to the uh, client side. And the thing for me was I always wanted to work for businesses that I knew at their heart were really creative problem solving. And they were, I talk a lot in leadership about positive disruption. When, mm -hmm. you're, when you're a good creative leader, you're just creating positive disruption for people. And that's the environment in which they work. And I was at Levi's and Activision and Diesel. Right. And they all had at the heart of it something that was quite visceral. It was like, we're either about being only the brave or we're mm -hmm. about being original. And everything that we did as a brand and a business was always about that. So everything we did internally and everything we did externally was always about the vision and the creativity that sat in the business. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I did a really similar thing of working with agencies. Um, but for me, I kind of became like the fixer. Yeah. So I had American Airlines when September 11th happened. I had ExxonMobil oh, when the Valdez happened. Lighthearted, fun stuff. <laughs> um, but I think that it was that same thing where I saw a lot of the creativity was going over to the client side. And it was interesting for me just going from the agency side where creativity is the heart of the house. It's the reason for being. Whenever you go work, I, I spent 10 years at Starred Hotels building brands like W and St. Regis. And, and now at City, they're just as creative, but what they produce is something different. So I think as a leader, you have to understand how do you succeed? What's the structure? Where does that go? But I think it's the same thing about you know really being that disruptor and kind of loving and kind of owning being the one who can kind of be crazy. I often joke that I'm, I always think my job is to be the, the first guy to run up the hill and get shot. <laughs> uh, not killed, but shot. Yeah. Because I think, you know, if you're the first one to do it, it's amazing how many people will run after you. Yeah. There's a great video actually I saw recently, which is a bit about creativity, but it was about, um, there's a guy dancing at a festival. Right. And he's the only one dancing, <laughs> and, and it's all about you know kind of make, creating a, a creative movement. Right. And there's one guy just dancing on his own, and then another guy jumps up, and he starts dancing, and then all of a sudden people start seeing them dancing. Why are they dancing? And everyone jumps in, and then before he knows, he's got about 200 people around right. him dancing. But you're right, you know, you, you, I I I, um, I often tell a funny story. It's not a funny story, but many many years ago, I was um, asked to go and like do a breakfast meeting thing with, with Nelson Mandela. Mm -hmm. There was a whole host of people there, like different creative people, all sorts of things. And this wonderful thing happened, and, and it's really what I think creative leadership is about, just like you say, the first man to run up the hill. 
Nelson Mandela was sat in his chair like this and he had people sort of holding him back and different artists were coming up and reading poems to him and saying thank you for that. And Joan Armatrading is an English musician. Mm -hmm. She got up and she'd written a song for him. She got up and started playing the song and the band started playing. And Nelson Mandela just stood up, walked across the stage and started dancing in front of everybody. And everybody, every single person in the room got up and danced with him and right. crying and cheering and everything else. And I, I kind of think that's like creative leadership. It's like, and I call it the dance like Mandela moment because once somebody sees you doing it and you're right. willing to do it, then everyone else starts going, yeah, we can actually do this. Well, and I think that's a big, you know, I think that for me, that was, that was the, probably one of the hardest lessons I've had to learn for leadership and, and for creativity is, and I always describe it as kind of like embracing your crazy. Yeah, yeah. Because I think for a long time, I really felt like I was, I was different. The standards I had were different it, because I think everybody, everybody thinks that like if you're a leader and you want to do something different, everybody's going to throw you a parade. Yeah. They're not. You're, you're asking to, them to do something very, very different, which makes them very uncomfortable. And so I think, like, I mean, for me, it was really a lesson that I really kind of took to heart to the place where, um, so, like, Apple famously had the Think Different yep. uh, commercial that starts with, here's the crazy ones. Yeah. So, like, I actually have, here's the crazy ones <laughs> tattooed on my arm. And I always say, like, some days it's a reminder and some days it's an affirmation. Yep. But I think, you know, because that was, that was always the thing is, like, you know, a leader has to be part lighthouse to show you the way, part punching bag to protect the team, and part lightning bolt to just spark things. Yeah, but yeah, I think absolutely. that's always the thing is is being the one who I always like the, the best description I ever could come up with is you have to be the most confident, uncertain person. <laughs> that's pretty true. <laughs> that's a brilliant, a brilliant analogy. Yeah, because I just think that's what it takes is to be the first person to dance. Yeah, completely, absolutely right. And you've worked at loads of creative businesses and work with loads of creative people. Yeah, and I think I've been I've been really lucky over the years to work with a lot of really great clients. I've worked with Apple um, a lot and a lot of those things. And I think that's the thing that you see is, you know, the, the teams that are empowered to find their solutions, the, the leaders that understand that the way that I have an idea and the way that you have an idea are very different. Yeah. And if all I want you to do is to think like me, the work's not gonna be any good. Yeah. So how do I create a culture that recognizes that everybody's process is different and that everybody's the way they connect those dots is different but then also how does that culture encourage it and build leaders out of that and celebrate it because I think that's that's the thing that people never get about companies like Apple it's not the products it's the people in the culture and the way that they encourage everybody to do their work absolutely right there's, there's two things I've, I, I do a lot of coaching with CEOs and and businesses and there's two th there's a, a whole sort of range of behaviors that I sort of coach them on to think about how to get the best out of your environment. Mm -hmm. And there's two things, <clears throat> excuse me, one of which I've talked about today. And one of them is radical collaboration. So like the businesses that I see that do really, really well, they, they take people out of the silos that they operate in and they right. just go, right, here's the project on the table. You, 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 you're all passionate about, you're passionate about, you might be the FD, mm -hmm. you might be <laughs> the person who's looking after the warehouse. Right. We're going to put you all together and you're going to create something fantastic. Mm -hmm. And closely allied to that is this idea of extreme empowerment. So when I was, from my ad agency days, I remember at Saatchi's, they used to just say, right, you're going to go and do this tomorrow. And you're like, well, I don't know how to do it. You go, well, you work it out. Right. But they gave you enough responsibility that you knew you, you, know, you had a chance of doing it. Right. It wasn't like throwing you right in the deep end. But they were always pushing you that little bit more because they always saw that the really good leaders in those organizations always see that little bit more that you don't see in yourself. Right. And then they push you and they keep pushing you to yeah. do that. And I think that's one of the things I always do with all my teams is I, as soon as I come in, I always set up something I call like our beliefs. Yeah. Because, you know, there are processes that can define your work. There are other things like that. But 
how are we? Where do we get? I always say like our swagger from. What makes us us? Yeah. And I think that there's a lot of those sorts of things where there are things like everything is your job. Yes. Um, creativity is a blue collar profession. Like the <laughs> idea that like you have a light bulb and that's an idea is a lie. Like yeah. that's not the way you do it. Um, or to like what you said, where it's like we can be confident and respectful, but we're not delicate. Yes. Because yeah. I think it, it really is the fact that as a leader, I think one of the biggest mistakes that they, people make is they coach behavior, they don't coach thinking. Yeah. And the behavior is an expression, but the thinking is the root. Yeah. And for me, that's what I want to get at is how do I really get them to think different? Because then they'll act different. And I think that to me is like just one of the biggest lessons I've always had to learn. It's fantastic. And on the way in, we were, we were talking about, you, I mean, you, you were telling me about your environment in which you work and right. how you like to go, right, this is, we're going to start from scratch. Tell yeah. me about that. Well, I, I think if, you, if you're going to go, if you're going to be the, one of the first people, if you're going to be the first head of design in a 200-year-old institution to try to bring design into it, I think you need to do things differently. And so one of the things we did was we took one of the floors of the building, which some of them feel very much like a bank with the wood paneling and things like that, and said, all this goes. The offices are gone. The assigned seating is gone. PowerPoint is gone. Like, all of this stuff is gone. And, you know, the offices we're going to cover with idea paint. And that the people who work together are going to sit on this floor together. And that the offices are the places where we now draw and think. And that that is really, we have to just completely rethink the way that we do things. Because I think if you can't put people in the same environment with the same thinking and expect a different outcome. No. So I think that was a big thing for me was to make it feel different, make it look different. I want that I have people, they'll see me in the elevator and they'll be in their Brooks Brothers suit and they look at me dressed like this and they're always like, you work on 10, don't yeah, you? And it's yeah, like, you're damn yeah, right. Yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. <laughs> don't you wish you did too? Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a really good a really good point because, um, I, as I said, I work with lots of businesses and, and they don't often have the luxury sometimes of being able to strip right. out their office and do all this. And I work with lots of businesses, beautiful offices, lots of businesses that don't. You know, they're a mm. one or two man band or maybe there's 10 people in the office and they're in like a little, you know, little place in the middle of London somewhere right. they're just <laughs> scraping it by. But one of, the, one of the most interesting creative techniques I've learned and, and, and how to get people to think differently as a leader is we do something called street wisdom. And we've taken people out of their, their existing zone mm -hmm. and we take them out on the street. And what's amazing is that A, the people who bring us in to do Street Wisdom are like really like, they want to open their team's minds. Right. They want to give them that creative stimulus. But it's also like when you go out on the street and you've got a very specific challenge in your head and you use the street as your stimulus, it's incredible how much stuff there is all around you that can oh, give yeah. you inspiration. And I think that's the art of, of kind of leadership and creative leadership is like making people appreciate and aware mm -hmm. that whatever's in their environment is as valuable to them if they can connect the dots for creativity right. and it's giving people those opportunities. And I think I think it's also giving them permission to fail. Yeah. Because I think that's the other thing that I'll do is I'll talk about like building a culture of failure, which CEOs usually don't love when you're the new guy. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like, I'm gonna build a but I think that's one of the exercises that I do to try to help leaders or other things like that understand their creativity is it's called think fast. Yeah. And it's two decks of cards. One are brands that you've seen the other one are products. Right. So it could be Nike, it could be Apple. The products are purposely almost comical. Yeah. So it would be like, you know, and so I'll give you one minute to think about it and two minutes to pitch me on why would this company do this. It's I will terrify people in interviews with this because like I don't need more friends, I want you to think. But it's the whole idea of like why would Nike make a lipstick? Why would Twitter make jewelry? Why would Mercedes make an inflatable pool? Fantastic. And it's just it really is meant to be and I'll do it, I'll get the whole group together and everybody goes up and does it, but it's that idea that because with your creativity is the same as your leadership style. Yeah. They'll write self-help books till the world ends. Yeah. Because how you connect the dots in creativity in the same way how you connect the dots in leadership 
are totally different. They're totally up to you. And I think, but that's the hard part of leadership because you have to be a complete insider, know your team, and a complete outsider to be able to get that perspective at the exact same exactly. time. Yeah. And it's, it's teaching people to be able to kind of help kind of connect those dots that, that makes that possible. It's quite funny. Yeah. I, when, I've, when I've spoken a lot about fear of failure and, and, and creating cultures to fail, I, there's still quite a bit of resistance in a lot of businesses about that. Oh, yeah. And what I've done is started to reframe it a little bit. So we, instead of calling it like a culture of failure or you know, the ability to fail, we talk about a learning culture. Mm -hmm. So it's like literally everything you're doing right. is you, you're going you're to take a hypothesis, you're going to test it, you're going to validate it, and if it validates, great, good, off you go. Right. If it doesn't, no problem. Yep. But the, the fact is what you're trying to get people to do is is, is break the mold in thinking and go, right, yeah. this could be something interesting. And, and let's try, let's, let's play We, we do the exact same thing. Every Thursday, we test. Yeah. We bring in consumers and every single Thursday, because again, if you're going to talk about leadership, if you're going to talk about design, it's subjective. Yeah. What's not is how people react yeah, to it. Exactly. So every single Thursday, whatever we're doing, we're going to put it in front of people and we're going to test to try to help, you know, be able to really keep moving and to keep like our customer at the center of the experience. So hopefully you enjoyed the conversation. And definitely take the time to go check out Scott, because like I said before, I think he's just, he's a great person, he's a great part of the industry, and he's definitely somebody you want to be able to go and check out. If also, if you have the time and you have the ability, go and check out the 15 Seconds Festival. It is truly something special. It's still in its infancy, but it is going to grow into something that is absolutely spectacular. And to be able to spend some time in that part of the world that desperately needs some more creative voices, that needs some more creative leadership, is definitely a good thing. Even though you will have to fight the urge the entire time as I did, thinking about how it is the hometown of Arnold Schwarzenegger to not simply spend the entire time screaming at the top of your lungs, we need to get to Mars! Because it just, it's just something we all have to do sometimes. But it's the holiday weekend and you're tired of listening to me. But take advantage of all that free time. Head over to iTunes and leave a review. Click on the stars, write some words, say something nice. It brings more people to the show and it's the only currency I will ever ask for. So for this particular week, like I said, you got no excuse. If you're looking for the show notes, if you want to figure out how to get a look at some of Scott's talks, if you want to find out more about the 15 Seconds Festival, head over to my site. It's podcast.stephengates.com. As always, Stephen is S-T-E-P-H-E-N. If you have any questions, anything you want to find out more about, anything you want to hear me talk about, you're always welcome to shoot me an email. You can send that to ask at stephengates.com. I'll get back to you as soon as I can, or you can look out for the content in a future show. As always, the boys down in legal want me to remind you that all the views are my own. They don't represent any of my current or former employers. They're just me out here ranting. And finally, I say it every time because I mean it every time, but thank you for your time. I know that time is truly the only real luxury that we have, so I'm always incredibly humbled that you want to spend any of it with me. So recharge your batteries. Enjoy some time with friends and family. If this is you're listening to this in June, once again, where the hell you been? But... As always, and until next time, stay crazy.